Welcome to the second episode of African Intel Affairs podcast series. My name is Pilani Lamini, and I'm the coordinator of the African Intelligence Studies Collective and also the host of this podcast series. Episode two focuses on theoretical and historical perspectives on intelligence, focusing on the importance, especially of an African contribution to these perspectives. With me today to delve into this issue is Dr. Gian Giuseppe Pili, um, who I'm very happy to have the opportunity to talk with uh, as this conversation is really based off of a previous academic and professional conversation we had on the state of African intelligence, but also on intelligence education in Africa, and also just the general background as it relates to how intelligence studies scholars have looked at um, the intelligence don the intelligence domain on the continent. Jan is a research fellow at Calabria University um, and is affiliated with the Intelligence Lab. He earned his PhD in philosophy and sciences of the mind uh, with a thesis on individual on and social epistemology. Dr. Pili currently sits on the editorial board of the Italian uh, uh, Society of Intelligence and is recognized for issuing a monography about the philosophy of war. He's also the co-author of the book Intelligence Studies with Professor Mario Caliguri, which is forthcoming. I'm happy to introduce and thank Dr. Gian Giuseppe Pili. Gian, without further ado, I'd like to open the discussion by um, delving from some of your comments in a previous conversation we had academically, which is the very reason for this uh, podcast uh, conversation of ours, where you definitely highlighted that there's a need to support a diversity of experiences inside a field that's usually been dominated by the US and the UK. Um, I'm paraphrasing what you said on on that specific day. So I guess if I was to put a question to you, um, I would ask, what value do you see other geographic locales bringing to the intelligence studies discipline as a whole, per se? Okay, so well, thank you for the invitation. I'm grateful for... Uh, speaking about intelligence and uh, um, the global experience of different perspectives uh, on the intelligence studies and intelligence per se. <coughs> Sorry. So, um, coming to your question. Um, yes, I um, coming from a different place, which is uh, uh, Italy, as you already understood by my thick Italian accent. Um, I, I discovered how deeply different uh, are the intelligence experiences uh, um, worldwide. As a matter of fact, uh, I was interested mainly, when I started to, stu to study intelligence, uh, I started looking to the international scientific community. And... Be, that's why uh, that's be first of all because uh, um, 
back then I was studying war and the philosophical components of war, um, which ultimately um, led to uh, my my monograph on uh, the philosophy of war. And there, as far as my PhD uh, is in theory of knowledge and um, it's con the conditions under which we can say what is knowledge and what is not. I realized that uh, what I was really studying was uh, inside the war studies was in fact intelligence or that was the, 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 most, the, the area in which I was uh, um, really more interested um, naturally and also because I believed that uh, indeed uh, reading the literature uh, there was not uh, still a, a, wide, a wider understanding of what uh, in, in the theory of knowledge and knowledge is uh, uh, even in a domain so dominated by uh, the idea that uh, uh, intelligence is mainly knowledge and for knowledge of enemy, enemies intention capabilities but uh, the discussion of what this knowledge how this knowledge is uh, actually um, formed and spread around the society and especially under which conditions um, the, in, in, the intelligence process is really able to perform the function. So with this in mind, then I, after this, this was already four, four or five years ago, and meanwhile, when I when I started to to study deeper the the nature of intelligence, I naturally came closer to uh, the national Italian national experience, and I in fact I not only developed a lot of connections in in the intelligence world here in Italy. Um, though mainly academic, mainly or 99% academic, other scholars or academic, academics, because you know, um, the pro one of the problems of intelligence studies per se, in fact, is that uh, uh, there is a still a, a big, uh, um, it's really difficult to get uh, along with uh, the people that work in the field. Even talking informally is very, very difficult. This is completely different, for instance, from the experience that we have, that we, but uh, as an international scientific community, but I, that I had with the UK and the US, in which uh, you really can uh, talk with the people that uh, worked in the field or may probably even were still working. And the discussion is much more open and transparent in this respect. This, this is definitely for sure. At least this is my, my own experience. And then uh, um, I worked closely uh, to, uh, po to bring the Italian intelligence experience uh, to the international community. So in two directions. So we, when we speak intelligence studies, uh, we can divide it in, in the two, probably I am, uh, the two journals, let's say, Intelligence and National Security and the Inter International Journal of Intelligence and Counterintelligence. So the two aims are, uh, of the two journals are not so different, but are, a little, are different in the respect that INS traditionally is more uh, a classical um, in scientific research on intelligence and uh, uh, so uh, it relies uh, on the mm, standard approach of uh, in, 
the high and best standards of research. Um, obviously, inter the International Journal of Intelligence, Counterintelligence, has the same high, high standards approach, but its interest, its interest is much more close to the practitioners and the professional world, let's say. So in this respect, the international community, the international intelligence as a field of study is ambivalent in the research in between the two. Uh, so the, the merely, let's say, merely scientific research or classical scientific research and the, the practitioner-oriented world. So I tried to, bro, to bring, and I'm still trying to bring fully the, inter, the Italian experience on intelligence to the international community, um, which is, uh, I, as I discovered, something com, a, a, a complex endeavor because um, you need to know both languages pretty well because the technicalities of the language in Italian um, are deep, so you have to understand um, the subtleties, uh, uh, the subtle distinctions uh, between the words. So, for instance, we use a lot of, uh, the, um, we use much more the word uh, information instead of intelligence or security of information instead of uh, um, other intelligence, again, only intelligence in, the, um, in, in English, and vice versa. So the problem here is that if there were some connections between Italy and the international community, they were not so widespread, not very consistent, and basically there was nothing about Italy in, in the international literature apart from a few cases of historical relevance. Then, I discovered again, and this is, a, this is the rule, this is not the exception, this is the main discovery. I discovered it even before studying the Italian intelligence and bringing it to the, trying to bring it uh, um, to the international community. In fact, this is the, the, the so-called scientific international intelligence studies, as I call, because I try to make it, even by using the labels, I try to make it clear that, yes, it is the best scientific literature that I know on intelligence, and because it is a, a real scientific uh, international endeavor, and in this respect, we must be grateful for uh, who uh, started the study um, of intelligence in, in this scientific uh, way. Let's say, um, the reality is that uh, this scientific, this is more scientific literature than it is an international uh, endeavor. In the sense that, uh, um, I when I when I was working on my book uh, um, on uh, the comparison um, between the Italian experience and the international um, community and uh, a book that uh, was published recently by one of the best uh, uh, publishers uh, for uh, intelligence uh, and security here in Italy, and it is in Italian, co-authored by Professor Caligiuri, uh, who is probably the, the, most the leading scholar in, in, the, in the Italian intelligence uh, uh, in, in academia and probably beyond it. So what we discovered was that, uh, in fact, 
the intelligence, uh, the, 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 for instance, the number of people that were in, in, in the number of UK and the US uh, um, scholars in the two main uh, journal boards uh, were pre definitely predominant on all the other nationalities. So even uh, uh, there are, for instance, France has a, a, an important influential literature on intelligence, mainly in, in French. German, uh, Germany has the, uh, the same, Japan has the same, obviously, uh, Russia. Um, but and yet, any, even if there were scholars um, um, from other nationalities, uh, um, in the two, in the boards of the uh, of the journals, they were a, very, a real a real minority if we compared it with a Five Eyes block and specifically UK and US. Um, so my I am now um, many people uh, many people some some uh, a few. Uh, um, scholars and practitioners are pointing uh, to this unbalanced perspective on the intelligence studies. Um, I must say that uh, I, I don't want to blame anybody because the history and the life is always difficult and science is part of life, so therefore the science is difficult. Uh, I believe that historically speaking was difficult to do much better than that. That doesn't mean that from now on we should try to be much more inclusive and uh, to bring the Italian, the Italian and the other uh, national, national perspectives into the debate. This is especially true, according to me, for places like uh, um, big, con uh, big continent like Africa, for, inst for instance, in the sense that uh, uh, we should need to bring uh, much more uh, into the discussion places and countries which are completely different from uh, uh, the common understanding of intelligence probably because again that was the, the standard um, that, that what was considered intelligence as such without a further discussion mainly because the people that were discussing were people inside the national uh, on the basically part of the intelligence agencies or uh, that worked inside them and so forth with a very specific background in uh, in their backs. So in this, in, I strongly believe that uh, even though uh, history now is uh, what it is uh, in the sense that, uh, that it, the, the good news is that we have today uh, scientific, uh, a very a vi a vibrant, uh, active uh, scientific community uh, and, and intelligence studies can be uh, stated is a, a fairly uh, well-developed uh, scientific enterprise uh, right now. Uh, what we can do uh, is to improve, work hard to improve it, uh, bringing and especially enlarging the um, the perspective uh, to try to uh, consider more, the, more and uh, even uh, trying to be as much as inclusive as we can, um, considering all the other national. Uh, uh, experiences, countries, and history. Um, so, in this respect, uh, there is a lot of work to be done.
Yeah, yeah. I find it very interesting how how you've reacted to the question, uh, you know, focusing on the Italian experience so far. And what I took particular note of was this emphasis on language that you put, you know, um, but also I take note of the way that you've looked at the most prominent journals uh, that are out there representing the entirety. Well, yeah, it, it representing the huge bulk of the intelligence studies discipline and the manner in which it should be approached from a methodological standpoint, et cetera, et cetera, you know, all of those scientific considerations. But just to focus in on this aspect of language, and I'm drawing on this because, you know, you've been very big on philosophy and, you know, this, this, these studies of social epistemology. And um, I'm thinking particularly about uh, the African context uh, with these diverse sets and even numbers, just countless, numerous uh, languages. And, but just thinking more from the whole point of social episteme and how language is the basis of political thought, all of those patterns and those complexities that sometimes, uh, you know, the linguistic framing and the implication it has for how people think about certain things, uh, what 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 sort of theories they build on, um, and just the whole cultural context. And you know, when you when you when you match it up to uh, whether to something that might be Eurocentric or Western, you might understand this as a different uh, intelligence collection philosophy, as has been referred to by other authors before. So. This kind of diversity um, is always something to sort of take a look at, especially as 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 it sort of regards um, intelligence evolution, you know. So to hinge on to that, with the evolution of intelligence studies as a discipline, um, you know, how do you see the African contribution, whether it's from African scholars, whether it's from uh, other commentators, you know, being purposed towards uh, the the evolution of the intelligence studies domain as a whole, you know, um, but more specifically, what impact um, do you think that the documenting of Africa's intelligence history and its current perspectives will have on the overall study and practice of the discipline as a whole? This is a very tough uh, <laughs> question, actually. So, um, the, considering the again the background and where we started, um, as I already stated, the the situation in the intelligence in the intelligence studies um, coming to the uh, understanding and even ex exploration of uh, um, other countries, uh, nation countries, nation nations and uh, uh, experiences is very, very limited, according to me, or it, it is useless to say in absolute terms what it is, what is not right. So what, what do, do I mean first that uh, in comparative terms, we have a much better understanding of what intelligence is in the Anglo-Saxon Anglo 
uh, world, including the basically the five eyes. And the, the, we know I already explored the, the reasons, but it is worth it to state again. Um, actually, what the problem? The problem historically, the intelligence studies emerged as a discipline uh, inside the U.S. Uh, <clears throat> agencies and academia. Um, so, first above all, it is uh, mainly uh, written in English for an, intel um, an audience of uh, practitioners mainly, at least in the past, and uh, of researchers, but they were mainly US and then UK. In the UK, for instance, in the US, there is also still today the tendency to study more that intelligence cycle, the intelligence an uh, analysis and intelligence methods uh, generally uh, broadly understood. So um, uh, um, the, the intelligence education is, uh, is more focused on uh, the um, exploration and uh, teaching the intelligence tradecraft. Trade Instead, in, in, uh, in the UK, um, the, the orientation is much more on the classic, uh, um, uh, classical approach um, um, so uh, history, uh, political science, uh, um, and but especially I mean an, an approach which privileges uh, history than anything else in comparison again. So if we combining the historical, uh, um, the, the, the readership, the, the main target of the intelligence education and so people that were working or likely would have ended up working in the in US UK agencies mainly um, the literature the, the so-called international literature in fact wasn't uh, wasn't born as an international endeavor immediately it, it started as an a, another national experience um, in which uh, their, their um, scholars, uh, researchers, uh, practitioners, and ex-practitioners engaged in a wider discussion. So, there, at the same time, uh, especially after the Second World War, English, the language started to be also the, um, the main language, the scientific language, um, and it uh, surpassed the French, and if we want to go not much uh, further back, uh, um, it, surpassed, it surpassed also Latin. So today English is the standard for scientific research. What is the problem here? Is the problem is that that, that, me, that meant that the national literature in the UK and the US and the Five Eyes but especially in the UK and the US, started to be the international literature. Naturally, because actually, in, after all, everybody, and, uh, everybody can read English, in theory, and 
everybody can join the conversation exactly because everybody can speak in English. Also because English started to be, um, again, not only the scientific, the main scientific uh, language, the main, um, apart from the people that works only in the um, national uh, literatures that must be said, there are um, they are alive and uh, and well uh, in any field. So from science, hard science, uh, to philosophy, for instance, uh, uh, to intelligence, even more intelligence. So why even more intelligence? So then the international literature, um, the international literature, uh, in fact, was a national one, and um, there are studies and interesting. Uh, books that explore the topic of uh, in the in speaking about intelligence uh, um, intelligence studies as, uh, primarily as a national uh, um, as a national literature but then when more and more people started to develop the field and uh, and tried to expand the understanding of intelligence to the what is intelligence in general uh, for everybody for any kind of experience there is uh, the real start of the intelligence studies as an international scientific discussion debate and um, and with a proper jargon and, and methods it is highly multidisciplinary and uh, uh, there is still uh, a, wide, uh, a, a wide debate on the definition of the core concepts, even the definition of intelligence, for instance, so it is not a given. Okay, so bringing uh, all the uh, context uh, to, the, to the discussion, we understand better why all the places in which for first were far from the us and the uk second were far from linguistical problem i mean the languages were very different so um speaking quite bluntly uh, all the europeans uh, um, countries uh, still speak uh, um, their own languages more more than anything else, and uh, the, and this is an issue. Uh, they might probably the languages per se and the target of the intelligence studies uh, in the national at the, at the, at the national uh, level is indeed the the most uh, the, the the biggest barrier uh, for a more integrated and uh, um, wide discussion. Why? Because uh, obviously, uh, again, as uh, the, uh, this was, it, this is, uh, this was true for the U.S. and the U.K., but it is true for all the other countries who writes for, um, uh, who writes about intelligence is interested. Who is the target? The target is the national. Uh, community mainly so other people that works in the in the agencies other people that study and they study intelligence in their own countries and the peculiarities of, of intelligence uh, are so um, 
close to the national experience that is impossible to study intelligence at the national level uh, looking to mainly to the international community uh, as i already made the point that the italian jargon in uh, the intelligence sphere is so complex and difficult for an Italian speaker that is, is already a challenge to understand what they are writing most of the time. This is especially before 2007 reform, then um, the Intelli Italian intelligence services uh, um, um, did a very substantial uh, job in trying to bridge the gap between uh, the society, the open society, the Italian open society and the intelligence world as such. But still, this is there. And this is, I guess, the main issue, even with uh, this issue can be expanded and in to include also the um, African uh, countries. And they were far from far, obviously, in, actually, that, if I can say that uh, coming to this, uh, the African experience, if there is a unified African experience, is the, this paradox, probably, that the, the majority of the, um, the African countries were colonized by European powers during the modern era and the imperial age in the 18th, 19th century, as we all know. So that and actually uh, the ties were not broken even after uh, the first and, uh, and even the second world war so they continued the, then the ties were not like italy which were yes very close to as part of the nato alliance to in theory the us and the uk um, and and also the majority of the uh, african countries speak uh, speak uh, languages that are uh, English or French, um, so in theory they were closer, but their, their, their history and uh, their, their, their history was so different and so complex that uh, it was difficult to uh, develop an immediate discussion on the intelligence studies as far as again intelligence studies is a new branch and born in the way that i had outlined it before so if we take all considered we have it's a paradox that uh, the african studies of intelligence are still far from the main um, topics or headlines in the intelligence community uh, scientifically uh, speaking. Um, it is a paradox, um, but obviously as all the paradoxes, uh, I mean, not the logical ones, but uh, uh, the classical notion, intuitive notion of paradox, the paradox is there because the reality is complex and uh, starting from one point to another, often two different paths in, uh, intertwined together, but without uh, merging in one, on, uh, in, in one uh, uh, unified uh, uh, road to, uh, to go through. <coughs> so in this respect, um, I, st I strongly believe that, uh, in fact, uh, the debate is uh, still uh, um, to be must be expanded as much as possible, including the ax the African experiences plural, uh, as you uh, uh, um, pointed out in my in the brilliant uh, intelligence and in interview on African intelligence. Um, so 
the plurality of the, so not merely we should not even speak about African experience and history but African experiences and histories and I believe that uh, even uh, working step by step would be a major contribution today to the intelligence literature this and uh, uh, discussion and understanding of what intelligence is broadly speaking and not only inside the two main countries that uh, anyway uh, explored and developed the scientific uh, debate as we know it today. Jen, I like the way that you've, uh, you know, opened up uh, from the perspective of an Italian experience. And uh, it's very interesting to see how even now there's gaps within intelligence, which are still stuck in some ways, according to the linguistic framing, but also just the locale of where, you know, a lot of the primary sort of developments in terms of intelligence studies literature began from and that how it's not necessarily breaking away from that and how it's so difficult to excavate from that and extract other meanings. Now, I'm sure that, you know, when dealing with practitioners and intelligence studies scholars, they will tell you that, well, you know, perhaps maybe part of Perhaps maybe part of the issue is that, you know, the sort of um, governance and and full disclosure kind of culture that exists within those places. You know, we cannot neglect the specific way in which declassification works in the United States of America and also within the UK, you know, which definitely allows scholars to also have a much broader um, sort of um, much broader material, especially when it comes from the perspective of uh, intelligence history. So I think that that's something that also needs to be taken into consideration when we, whenever we have these discussions and we relate them to the gaps about why other regions haven't been making contributions, you know, um, sometimes that tag of secrecy um, definitely, definitely tricks into how um, into how free academia can make use of certain aspects, um, how much they can really point to as hardcore evidence of such and such existing. Uh, you know, this, this code of silence that is usually tagged uh, along with, the, with intelligence as a profession, a practice, as a function of the state is usually one of the more problematic areas. Of course, with private sector intelligence, we, we have a different playing field altogether, um, which hopefully is also going to be one of the avenues through which uh, um, intelligence practice in, in Africa starts to take um, or to contribute to the entire domain as a whole. But this brings me to another question, you know, um, and it might be sensitive, but I'm just going to go ahead and ask it anyway, that uh, based off of everything that you said, talking about how, you know, how it's very, very difficult, even even from the Italian perspective to, to sort of bring that Italian perspective into the mainstream, have it contend with other sort of perspectives and uh, a balance out and contribute to the evolution of intelligence. So by ivory tower monopolies, I mean the fact that there's a gap in terms of African contributions and other world regions 
contributing, uh, especially as you've highlighted, that it creates the situation where theories and terminology from elsewhere, which is primarily the US and the UK, not necessarily accusing anyone, but uh, uh, but this this sort of uh, um, supremacy sort of gained by by virtue of 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 sequence and 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 um it's almost like an ageism that because that because this is the way that things have been pursued in uh, for for such an extended period of time that this casts a shadow which can't be avoided by the new scholars which are trying to bring different perspectives and i'm interested in this especially because you are exactly that type of scholar who's trying to bring the italian perspective you know and so Understanding this uh, is very important for the African context so that scholars from an African perspective can understand, you know, um, the kinds of barriers they have to look toward because these institutions and journals, et cetera, et cetera, they have very, very towering figures. So sensitive question and I'm putting it to you. This is really a fantastic question. And, uh... It expands the, the the point that I was making in the previous uh, um, two analyses. So yes, um, the language is definitely the language here. I mean, in, there is also an ambiguity in what I meant from the word language. I meant yes, the natural languages, um, so Italian, English. Um, French, uh, um, Israeli, whatever. So natural language is usually used in a country or in a, in a, in a, in a group of countries uh, to communicate um, among themselves in this, the, the common language used in, in, in a given uh, geographical area. This is one side of the meaning of the word language and the problems that arises inside the intelligence discussion. The other problem is that uh, there is a jargon in the, in the language. This actually, in the intelligence jargon, is a, a jargon in the jargon. Why? Because uh, intelligence is, um, the, the, the words of intelligence are developed uh, almost uh, all the time, as far as I know, inside uh, the military, um, institutions and the and the police basically this is definitely the case for italy but i it is definitely the case also for uh, the for english and so what i mean here is that uh, intelligence in the intelligence jargon is a, a development on what is for instance what 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 the law uh, if there are actually laws, but even the unwritten laws, um, what the laws permit and what they don't allow to do on the operations and in uh, intelligence uh, um, tradecraft. So um, this is true again, even in the two main functions, uh, intelligence is uh, uh, the pursuing of knowledge of, of the foreign uh, uh, entities, states, uh, and they uh, obviously the foreign political enemies, uh, and but also this is obviously also true for counterintelligence, the counterintelligence functions that actually is very very closer to an investigate uh, classic de um, 
investigative activity. So as far as you have to convict of a, a spy, you have to prove that the spy was a spy. And so at least in some respect, you need proofs. That, and these proofs, at least this is definitely the case in the US, you have these proofs and evidence should be allowed to be employed inside a court. So they are not just uh, evidence in that very philosophical or a generous um, way, um, but they have to be hard, hard evidence in the sense that they can be really brought inside a, a court. This means that uh, when you have uh, a court, for instance, uh, um, but also foreign policy, is shaped by the rules of the country and of a very specific given country, the X experience, its history, and its geopolitical configuration, geographically speaking, and the, considering the, the interactions that the state, the particular country or state, had with all the other states in the region and even beyond. So the jargon is the language of intelligence is really shaped by the um, jurisprudence of the place, the military um, speech, uh, the, again, also the military speech obviously is developed through a long, a long time, probably much more than intelligence uh, as such, and uh, by the intelligence uh, uh, practitioners uh, in the field that have dev to dev develop their own uh, way to communicate. And, and this means that uh, not only there is a difference uh, on the languages, but there is also a difference on the interpretations of the same, in the same languages, of the same words. So um, this is something that uh, always uh, fascinated me, uh, always, since I realized how deep this problem is, actually, because when I was writing, me and my co-author Fabrizio Miniti, did, he did a really great job on grounding our research. But when I was working with him, and I was, uh, we were trying to understand how to translate sometimes, we realized that we were unable to do it, basically. We were unable to be faithful to our language, that is Italian. And you would say, yes, but because maybe you were su sufficiently good. But the reality is that uh, I had the same, even more uh, deep, uh, deep, the same problem, and uh, even deeper, with another uh, Italian scholar, um, who uh, published recently a fantastic uh, um, um, interview with, with me on uh, the intelligent interview. Uh, in, in the topic was the Italian historical, uh, um, the history of Italian intelligence. And she was even more concerned to, uh, to translate in the best way possible the Italian subtleties because they are very, very subtle, even for Italians. And we arrived to the conclusion that, again, we were unable to do it because it was too difficult. And then we used the, the natural uh, <coughs> stratagem to uh, leave the Italian label uh, along with the translation. And we made uh, explicit uh, the point that uh, to bring the, the fully the Italian perspective would be needed something like a, li a linguistic uh, um, 
a linguist that is, is really able to solve these issues. So this is my thought. Since I realized that, this is true, I, 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 as far as I know, for all the languages that are not, uh, the intelligence jargons that are not grounded on English. Um, so um, I know for French, for sure, um, I, I guess for all the other languages. Um, for instance, another interesting topic to be discussed that gives you uh, the, the, the sense of what I'm saying. Um, recently, I had a conversation with several people on the notion of intelligence analysis. So when, because intelligence analysis is much more synthesis, uh, um, Combining data, exploiting data, refining data, check evidence. So basically, it's not analysis. The deconstruction conception of classical, the classical notion of analysis, that is not what intelligence is. The intelligence analysis is more or less, not at least I, I would bet that that is not 90% of what an intelligence analysis is, that is much more synthesizing um, data, information, evaluating them, and then much more than analysis is in the classical uh, understanding. So, if, if, so, in considering how much we speak about intelligence analysis in uh, um, in, in the intelligence studies, uh, this is uh, actually surprising because if we look to the Italian languages, again, we don't speak exactly about intelligence analysis. We speak, um, you know, it, it is a different label, even a different label. So um, I strongly believe this is another point in which the in, in African experience would be so pressured to bring to full. Uh, um, to, to the general uh, scientific community, the, the point that uh, we should make a, 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 a careful investigation on the all different uses that we have in the uh, different intellig intelligent jargons. So, for instance, something that I would have really appreciated to have when I was working uh, and I uh, and when I work with uh, different nationalities is exactly to have a, a very a, a vocabulary, uh, in, even a vocabulary only in English, but that explains this difference when an Italian speaks about uh, intelligence analysis, when one from Zimbabwe speak, uh, uh, speaks about intelligence analysis, what they mean, what, what are the differences and what are the similarities. So a comparative vocabulary of intelligence uh, as such, that would be uh, even doing something like a digest of all the different terms used in the in, in the African countries on this uh, uh, in, in the intelligence jargon, that would be something precious uh, for everybody. So I would suggest that the, if uh, there is a suggestion that I um, I can give in the sense that. I, uh, so free, uh, speaking freely, that would be um, something that I would pursue first, bringing the, the, the African experience, uh, experiences, as I said, these stories, uh, 
to the international readers and possibly working closer to the international scientific community. So trying to uh, be published in the main journals, uh, even the end, obviously, at the same time, developing a pan, um, pan African and I would say pan continental discussion in this respect with uh, your perspective first in this case. That would be uh, something uh, that I would. Uh, uh, think about and I know that you already are you and your colleagues are already working this direction that that is the right direction absolutely the second is again that would be a very interesting uh, um, development to um, to have uh, uh, that would be the, the language uh, analysis so even uh, working slowly but relentlessly on bringing all the subtleties of the intelligent jargons, again plural, that would be definitely something very, very precious. All right, guys, I see. I noticed that, uh, you know, you've, you've, you've sort of pointed towards the fact that, and as you said, you know, uh, a comparative intelligence vocabulary or jargon, um, that these are some of the starting points as a way to sort of declare a presence of the existence of of these alternative uh, modes of description, uh, interpretation, and also just interrogation. Um, so what I gather is that you're 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 advancing a sort of half and half approach, which has some aspects of negotiation that uh, you know. Uh, any of these scholars have to keep coming, approaching what currently exists as the main um, journals, the main platforms, the main institutions, and putting their views there. And then, as you said, uh, that, uh, you know, there also needs to be an independently sort of, you know, um, articulated Pan-African presence. Uh, yes, and you are correct. We're um, in the work of uh, developing the African Journal of Intelligence Studies. Uh, actually, our next uh, podcast uh, guest from the University of Zimbabwe will talk more about this uh, in detail. But um, having spoken, you know, about about the African contribution, where it comes from is also another question that's not usually openly addressed. Um, the identity and the positionality of scholarship. Does the nationality of the authors of the African contribution matter? And also the identity of the institutions talking about African intelligence. Like, you know, how can we discern or reconcile the contributions from Africans and non-Africans? And I know that this is this is a question that really stems from some of the discussions that have been had before when historians talk about um, the majority of Africa's history being written from external um, sources, uh, especially those with a colonial history. Um, some people argue that it was a problem of codification that, that led to that sort of skewed dynamic. And as a result, we've seen a lot of African historians pitching up to, you know, uh, document and codify as much as they can. 
So just based off of the sort of sensitivity that was sort of attached to that identitarian issue, how would you look at this? Does the nationality of the authorship, um, as far as the African contribution uh, coming into the history and theory of uh, intelligence? Okay, so this is a big challenge, actually. Um, what can I say? Um, I believe that uh, mm, th there is a, a broader problem, in, I, I believe, uh, than, uh, that encompass all the discussion on the developing uh, the, institutional, uh, the institutionalization of the intelligence uh, um, scholarship and academia. The, again, we uh, the, the problem is always the same, the, the same in this sense, that intelligence is mainly a national enterprise. And especially when we, we talk about intelligence, not in the private sector, that has a tendency to be international for obvious reasons. When we speak about intelligence in the public sector, that is definitely um, still 90% a matter of individual countries and nationalities this this is true also for academia to be to be sure so um we can talk a lot about uh, what is the integration uh, in academia in the european union um, but the reality is that they even though there are many similarities and the qualifications are equipar uh, equiparable in the sense um the reality is much more complex than that and difficult even we, we don't, i don't know why we like to say complex instead of difficult or complicated in this case is much more it is it is both it is complex because it involves different layers of different societies at the same time and com complicated exactly because there are a lot of rules and regulations that do not definitely help the development or developing of what should be done according to me and my opinion is um i mean um there are people more important than me i don't know if they agree but this is what i think and what i think is that uh, the, the developing of the intelligence field is in academia and then scholarship is not easy exactly because the governments tend to be very uh, conservative on their own uh, intelligence uh, education and training for obvious reasons even i would say but uh, obvious but uh, i wouldn't say agreeable all, uh, as, a, as a matter of fact and and then so um my my take here would be that uh, we, the reality is that we need more intelligence. We don't have mainly only master degrees uh, uh, that are dedicated only to intelligence. In Italy, the first one in which intelligence was uh, is one of the core uh, um, discipline was uh, founded uh, two years ago probably in England, uh, uh, in the UK, sorry, we, uh, we have much, many more of them and they are uh, all, much older. 
obviously, and this is true for many other European countries, but they are a, a minority in the, academia, uh, the academic world. Even they, uh, so even the problem of where we should put intelligence studies, is it a branch of political science? Should, is, is it not? Is it part of history? Um, what is this thing? And, but and the problem is literally bureaucratically uh, framed. Where should it put, be put? Uh, what is the, its uh, uh, bureaucratic uh, um, frame in which we can say, okay, that is where intelligence should be. For instance, in Spain, I know, and in, in Italy also, uh, the first uh, open intelligence, uh, the first in Italy, definitely in Spain, I don't know, but I guess that can be uh, close to, this, to the truth. One of the most important, at, at least uh, in Spain, uh, is framed inside the communication uh, science. Um, and this is true ex exactly the same in Italy. Um, this because depend the, the, the foundation of these courses are often uh, depending on the scholars that really believed on uh, the need of having an, uh, a, a school, an intelligence uh, debate inside academia and bringing young students to, uh, to it and also for uh, professional reasons professional reasons. Uh, so my, my general, um, my thought here is def definitely, yes, what can we do uh, in, in, in this respect? We need more resources. We, and we need more transparent approaches to intelligence, even in academia. We need to, um, to, uh, we need more resources even outside academia for founding centers of uh, in intelligence studies, for instance. And these centers must not be controlled only by professionals uh, and uh, by or um, in here mainly controlled by the agencies of the country that we are talking about. Because, um, okay, obviously it is natural that the, uh, the, the the temptation is always to control the debate in these sensible areas. But the reality is that if we really want to bring intelligence to, the, to, to a full disclosure in a good sense, um, developing the, the, the people, the skills and the abilities of the future uh, researchers and uh, professionals, we need definitely something better than coursing, uh, courses uh, um, here and there, uh, maybe without a very good, uh, a very good frame inside the, all the master uh, or BA, whatever it is. Um, so I know that, uh, for instance, in the UIE, uh, this is something that is done. Um, and at least uh, there is m much more attention toward intelligence than there is in the average uh, um, country. Um, because, for instance, they have BAs, something that I don't know how many countries even in Europe have BAs ded dedicated to intelligence, for instance. So, to to, to recreate the right balance in the intelligence discussion, bringing also, obviously, uh, as I said, stressed the, the African perspectives and uh, histories and 
absolutely pe the, the people that know the, uh, the intelligence world inside the broader uh, scientific uh, discussion uh, it is uh, definitely we need it is a very it is a very short uh, 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 question but uh, it implies a lot of work right now i i believe the, uh, there is the good news here is that uh, in uh, in the international community and um, in the specific uh, in the U in europe uh, definitely um, but uh, as I said, even in the UAE, in the sense that many uh, countries that are not uh, part of uh, the Europe, or US, uh, Five Eyes, the, the need of intelligence in an academic free uh, scientific level is definitely recognized, needed, and there will be more in the future. The, 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 the profession also, the private sector is boosting this kind of... Uh, um, this direction because uh, there will be more uh, even though I, I would argue that uh, it is a, a controversial topic that uh, I cannot discuss right now so in the sense that uh, uh, intelligence analysis will be automatized more and more so the question is okay what uh, what uh, the humans will be uh, will do uh, how it will uh, function inside the uh, new intelligence process shaped by the new technologies um, the, the, and the trend is uh, what it in this direction is quite uh, savage um, that said the private sector still will need a lot of people that work in um, in something that uh, uh, to improve efficiency and to project their own uh, capacity on the market they will need more people uh, versatile in information methods uh, and uh, um, technologies tools so in this respect uh, I, I, I am as an Italian or in general uh, I, I, I cannot be <coughs> very optimistic in nature but uh, um, my uh, the world is all, the world and life is always difficult and in, in, and in this respect, but that difficulties brings also opportunities in this, and then um, intelligence will be um, with us in the future. And uh, if we all work in the right direction, uh, step by step, uh, after some time, uh, we will be able to have something better that we have today which is already something i don't want to again i want to stress that uh, a lot of good people worked in the right directions and 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 that is uh, always to be remembered but uh, uh, yes we should go in and we should put forward uh, go forward the the, the a more inclusive uh, uh, linguistically, uh, historically, uh, nationally, um, in a way in which we were not able to do it before. Um, I hope that the, the, the future will be, um, will, will prize the efforts that we all uh, make uh, toward uh, a good development of the intelligence studies as such and uh, let's all so uh, as i always said uh, say and i want to conclude with this uh, uh, there will be a future and we have to fight for it in the best way that we can and uh, even as 
as the as dark as the present can be uh the future it, it will be there and we will be there and uh, then uh, the future is about us with this uh, i thank you for listening and i thank you filani for inviting me to this uh, podcast thank you Gian, thank you for the time uh tuning into our podcast and answering our uh very very preliminary discussion uh there will definitely be more to come uh, especially uh, on intelligence cultures uh, i look forward to having a part two to this podcast between you and me where we can compare between italy and a chosen african country some of the philosophies and the intelligence cultures just to paint a different picture than most people would be um seeing as conventional Our next episode will focus on the African Journal of Intelligence Studies and will feature Dr. Lawrence Mandara. But until then, goodbye.